Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Well, this is good news for all the good-looking people. Like, they need more good news. You know, they make more money. We learned that a while ago. Uh They get promotions at work before other people do. Uh And now it turns out attractive people have better immune systems. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Researchers took pictures of 150 college students from the neck up. The students weren't allowed to smile, and the women couldn't wear makeup. Then they tested their blood to see how strong their immune systems were. Meanwhile, 500 other people had to rate how attractive each person was, and it turned out the hottest ones had the strongest immune systems. Wow. Yeah, it ain't easy being pretty, I'll tell you that. (laughs) Seems so random for research, but... Yeah, I don't need the vaccines, obviously. I'm just (laughs) so damn good looking. And I don't, you, you build up an immune system, right? Like if you're overweight or you have health issues and your immune system can be weaker. We've seen that with COVID, that people who are dealing with other issues tend to get sicker quicker. Sicker quicker. Right. Um, and, I, and I tend to think sometimes that if, if you're good looking, you, you work towards keeping that going. You know, you eat maybe better, you work out. Yeah, but they only do use pictures of their face. So, I mean, yeah, like that yeah. wasn't... Right, that's just facial features. You don't work out your face. No, no. But what I'm saying is, if if you're good looking face wise, then you're going to continue to try to make the rest of you good looking. Like in these photos, you're right. So it eliminated any obesity or other issues. Right. It just showed the face. Right. And so, I mean, you're basing your good immune system yeah. on your lovely face. On my handsome. But the fact that the boiler <laughs> hanging over your jeans. <laughs> <laughs> it's telling me a different story. It's not easy being pretty, and, and you other folk always try to hurt the pretty ones. Jonah Hill uh, is getting some upset with his followers on social media because I guess there's these rumors going around that he's engaged and he doesn't like this idea. So he's come up with this way to deal with it. He's posted the following on Instagram. The rumors are not true. I am engaged, but not to my girlfriend. I'm engaged to your mom. <laughs> I know this is shocking, he says, but please respect our privacy at this time. Uh, maybe uh, either they've had just had a big fight mm. <laughs> and he doesn't want to think about it, or he's already thinking about it and doesn't want everyone tipping her off to the fact that it might be coming up. Perhaps. He finished the post with, from your mom's house. Oh, wow. Anytime you can include <laughs> anytime you include somebody's mom in any, uh, in any joke, it's fun times. Great. Uh, LeVar Burton, you remember him? He was uh, first was introduced to everybody through Roots back in the 70s. Right. And then went on to Star Trek. I think he was in that yeah, show. Yeah, the next generation. He did uh, the reading room as well. For yeah, a I think he still and does. Jeopardy as of late. That's right. He was on that as well. Yeah, the reading rainbow uh, is what he's. I think That's he right. still hosts that, I believe. Anyhow, he has a message for kids because in the States right now, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of um, burning of books or wanting to ban books from schools. It started off with a couple of books. There was one uh, where it had, I think it was called Mouse, and it was uh, about the uh, Holocaust and uh, Nazi Germany. But they used the, the author, it was an award-winning book. The author used uh, animals uh, to represent the different characters, whether it was Jewish people or, or uh, uh, Nazis. And not in like a discriminating way. He just used these rabbits to, to kind of relate to children or frogs or whatever the the, the animals he was using. Anyhow, uh, that book's been banned. There's been there's a big push from the right, I guess, uh, to ban books in school that deal with race or gender or sexuality uh, and uh, history of America. And um, so it's a real problem. And certainly, I hope something that doesn't end up happening here.
I mean, this is what went kind of down in the, the 30s and stuff when they were having book-burning parties. If you didn't agree with something, you just burned the book it was in. Right. And you have, you have like, just screaming Karens at school council meetings in the U.S. reading, like, the worst chapter, the worst moment from a book, the paragraph, you know. There's a, there's a whole lot. That's a, context is everything, you know. And you're taking a book... And one paragraph and, and blowing it up into this massive thing. Yeah, well, it's a scary thought that it might be easier to get a gun than a book. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Anyhow, he was on, uh, LeVar Burton was on with Trevor Noah, and he had a message for children. He said, listen, there's plenty of books uh, to choose from, but you know what? Read those books they don't want you to. That's where the good stuff is. Read banned books. So I'm sure he'll uh, take a lot of heat over that. <laughs> but Trevor Noah made a terrific point. He says, look, banning books about race, gender, sexuality, emotions, and history, you might as well ban all books. Right. It's, the world is going completely sideways. Like, I, when, when, did, when did so many people get so kind of uh, tight-assed about everything? Like, I thought we were, maybe it's because we're trying to move to a more inclusive world. And so there's so many who... Just hate that idea. You know, the whole idea of gay marriage still rubs so many people the wrong way. And, you know, so many people see uh, other minorities finally getting their say and their due, and they hate that. Right. Well, and, and it's, it, it's, it's funny because the argument is always, you know, don't, don't tread on me. Mm. Right? But, you know, they want to tread on others. Yeah. It's, oh, man, it's, it's really a, we live in a very strange time. Uh, Tom Hanks, you know, he's got a couple of sons. He's got Chet, and he's got Colin. Colin right. has gone on to be an actor. Yes, looks just like Tom Hanks. And Chet has gone on to be just a pain in his father's <laughs> ass. And it seemed like I, that I for a while. I forgot about Chet. Yeah, everybody Chet seemed the to rapper, forget. right? Well, I think they, they tried very hard to sweep Chet under a rug oh, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, I think Rita spent a lot of time at home with her son, <laughs> spoon-feeding him. Yeah, there was, a, there was an award show or something. Maybe it was the Oscars where the four of them were there, and Chet rolled out of a limo just all wrapped up. He had all the rap gear right, on. And yeah. The white boy lingo for rap, and it was pretty embarrassing, I'm sure, for Tom and Rita. Anyhow, uh, he seems to be changing his life. He's got some new um, program that he's sharing online where he he posts workout routines, meal plans, meditation techniques. He's, he's trying to be a healthier human, both physically and mentally, and so that's good. But he does share some insight into his life, and you, you know, it kind of gives you pause, I think, to... To think about uh, the children of very famous people and how there can be a, a tough side to it. He says he caused, uh, he had a real chip on his shoulder and it caused him to have a hard exterior because people were always judging him and gossip, gossiping behind his back. He says, I didn't have a strong male role model to tell me, hey, bro, tell these people to F off. I think I'd be upset if I was Tom. Right. I'm yeah. your dad. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was busy out making award-winning films and giving you this life. <laughs> Bro. Bro. Uh, he, he said that people told him, uh, friends, uh, that they, uh, they're they just jealous of you. You have all the things uh, they want. So they try to throw their shade at you and make you feel crappy about yourself. Yeah, they, I can understand that. That's, I'm sure it happens to a lot right of right and, yeah. and that, you know, a lot of people expect or could be jealous of him just by the upbringing that he had not knowing him, mm -hmm. right? That's right. I mean, you understand some of how Chet lives. Oh, right. <laughs> Growing up under the very successful father. <laughs> the people must have been jealous of you all the time, Like Our rap duo album is coming out soon. <laughs> you and Chet would make a great team. Uh, he says, my experience was more complicated because on top of fame, 
uh, already being toxic. I wasn't even famous. I was just the son of a, somebody who was famous, so I hadn't even done anything to deserve any sort of recognition. That created a lot of uh, contempt. So, anyhow, yeah, I'm certainly if you're the son of a famous athlete or whatever, you know, you live in that shadow or a celebrity of some sort. And this, I thought, is interesting. Uh, Sharon Stone uh, really kind of came into the spotlight, became a big star, went on to, uh, you know, films like Casino and stuff, really held her own. She was great in that. But uh, Basic Instinct is really the movie that kind of made her uh, well-known to all of us. And, uh, of course, that infamous interrogation scene. Mm -hmm. Well, she kept and has kept tightly wrapped that white outfit she wore in that scene. Wow. It's basically sealed and uh i figured it'd be on display somewhere yeah i mean who knows she's she says it's hermetically sealed like a piece of art or a very cool time capsule uh she said part of her deal was that she got to keep the wardrobe uh from that film which she deserved because well she got hooped on the paycheck michael douglas made 14 million making that movie she got 500 grand wow i bet that dress worth more than that right now. probably she should sell it She's had a book out recently. She talks a lot about that whole time period and that, that scene and right. how it was both good and bad for uh, her career. Think, is it not still the most paused scene in Hollywood history? Probably. Right? Like, yeah. You know, people pausing it, rewinding, trying to find out, what did she have? Mm-hmm. What's going on there? On there, there? That and the scene of Dirk Diggler finally whipping it out <laughs> at the end of Boogie Nights. We all paused it to say, is that real? Now we get stories out of Alberta. The guns were seized. People were arrested. Attempts on the lives of R- RCMP officers who were trying to break up protests. I don't know. but This then is going way too far. Video of the RCMP officers, like, hugging and handshaking people as they were. Well, maybe it's not the same one or maybe it's yeah. a photo. You see, here's the thing. Border. Depends on the, where that photo came from. Right. Because you'll have, this is our problem now. You'll have one side say... Oh, these these RCMP officers, there was an attempt on their lives. And then you'll have the other side post a photo that says, oh, no, we were hugging and kissing. Right. So you don't know uh, what where the hell it's coming from. But if if it is showing now that these people are in jail and are in front of a judge, then I would believe that side of the story rather than the hugging and kissing side. Right. And now, you know, look at. It's time for these people in Ottawa to move along. You know, I, I don't even know. They're not protesters anymore. They're, they're, just, they're just poop disturbers is all they are at this point. There are, look, I, I think what's bothered me a lot about all of this protest is this pandemic has been worldwide. Had something just been going on in Western Canada that was really upsetting the people of Western Canada and they came to Ottawa because they wanted their government to do something about it. I'd say, okay, yeah, that's a problem out there. They want it dealt with. This pandemic has been worldwide. We've all been through it. We've all suffered one thing or another. Why do they feel now, three weeks in, that it's okay for them to still continue ruining the lives of the residents around Ottawa? That their issues are bigger than anybody else's. I don't know what this emergency act will do or won't do. But uh, now we hear they're going to talk about it. This is just going to drag on and on. At some point, you've got to bring in tougher than the cops. You've got to maybe bring in the military and shut this thing down. Because hot tub parties and fires going and food being brought in and cops still trying to stop truckers going to Windsor, this has to be stopped. The, we're opening again. Things are returning slowly back to normal. What do you got to keep pissing and moaning about? Is there something else underlying in all of this? Is it more than just the mandates? I tend to think it is. Well, the problem is the 
initially the mandate that they wanted uh, taken away, the border one, mm. is not simply a Canadian problem That's either, right. right? Because it happens on the U.S. side. And, you know, if you're trying to, to convince the government to also uh, talk internationally with the American government about removing those restrictions... That's a long conversation mm-hmm. and a long process. I think, you know, a lot of the message has gotten mixed uh, through all of this. And I think a lot of the rhetoric has has been so divisive as well, right? First and foremost, you know, they ask me, they went about this wrong, right? This, it's not, you know, it, it's not a Walmart. You don't go there and ask to speak to the manager and that mm-hmm. doesn't happen. You can, you have the right to protest, absolutely. But, you know, if your freedoms, I read a great quote about it this morning, if your freedom trampled on the freedom of others, mm. then it's not a freedom in the first place. It was a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now that, you know, they have every right to have gone to Parliament Hill and uh, held up their signs and, uh, well, some of those signs, shouted their message, some of those messages, uh, the clean ones at least, uh, and, 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 and have a peaceful protest. The occupation part now is is a is a real issue in that this is not just a protest anymore it's a blockade and when it becomes one mm. that also stems on the rights and freedoms and tramples on those of others so it's not about freedom anymore it's about a privilege and look they talk about you know we're saving all Canadians no you're just what you're doing is you're just terrorizing other Canadians at this stage of the game you you, you know it i don't know how it's going to come to an end it has to come to an end. You know, we said all along, yeah, yeah, you can protest. Great, go ahead, protest, do your thing. But this has gone way beyond that now. As you just mentioned, it's a blockade, and, and that has to stop. So how do we make it stop? And how do we, and, and how do we get to the core of what the problem is? Because, again, I, 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 there's, there's a lot more to this than just mandates and, 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 and border crossing for truckers. Those truck drivers, and there was a very small amount of them who were there to protest the uh, the stopping of the uh, the border and the crossing over without vaccines and the mandates, many of them have moved on. Now you've just got this group there that I don't know what they're ranting and raving about anymore. There's nothing left to rant and rave about. Well, I mean, they want all restrictions uh, lifted, and who the hell knows what that means. But I, I, you know what? And I think, and I've said this all along. A lot of this is is boosted by ego, mm. right? When when you start a movement and it starts to you know, have others uh, with you. Mm. Uh, and you see that in terms of social media and posting, whether or not they're bots or not, some of them are. You see a lot of numbers yep. added, attached to names uh, on social media and Twitter accounts that are that are supporting this. It, they did and do have some support. Uh, you know, they have some of our own support. Yes, we all are tired of it. We all think, yeah, okay, maybe some of these mandates or the way that they're implemented can be reviewed. Um, but I don't think they carry the message of everyone, and well, they don't carry the message of everyone, and that this is the way to go about it to get to the government. And you know whether or not they had a plan to to form a new government <laughs> with their own leadership. See, um, you know, and and really, it, it's created problems in the House of Commons with the division as well, because the rhetoric becomes that you know are these domestic terrorists or are these uh, these people um, freedom extremists fighters and freedom fighters and. Uh, and when you start throwing around rhetoric like that, it divides it even right. more, right? They say, well, hang on, or, you know, we're protesters, not terrorists, and calling us a terrorist puts us further over to that side. And then you've got, uh, you know, political leaders and, and uh, potential uh, future prime ministers mm. who are 
not only siding with them, but, you know, shaking hands and taking pictures with them and, and, and supporting or showing support for their movement, which makes an awkward conversation inside not only the party, but the House of Commons. You just, they cannot continue and carry on. I don't support one moment of any of this because, again, we've all had something to deal with and we all haven't been running around and stomping our feet. I'm sorry it hasn't worked out your way. It's time to go, even if the military has to move them out. It's it's completely unfair and horrible to the residents uh, of Ottawa and the people of in Windsor who are around the border, Alberta, where they're trying to shut it down there. And, and to say you want freedom, you just because the government hasn't done things your way, now you want to overtake them. Huh, did that happen south of the border? Kind of did. I think it's just, an, I think so much has been taken from the playbook of Donald Trump in all of this. Well, I didn't I, get my way, so I'm going to stomp around. Yeah, I don't even know if it's the Trump playbook, if it, if it, or if it's just you know that that Republican far right. That's what uh, it is. You know, right wing playbook more than anything, because it's it's you know don't deny that you're wrong mm. and and just you know, take your message and go with it. Mm-hmm. And, and because I mean, even with Trump out of power, they still continue that rhetoric. Yeah, south of the but border, spilled over to whether here. they're pandering to him or not. It, it, but I mean. I, I like it this morning. I was chatting with someone and just said, you know, it's like if you had Leaf fans storming Parliament to change the rules of hockey mm. so that the Leafs could win, mm-hmm. right? It, it doesn't have the support of everybody, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a there's a there's a group that's with you that says, well, eh, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the word privilege earlier, and I think there's a lot of that in this, too. The world has been changing for a long time, and there are a lot of people who hate the fact that their privilege is seen, to them, is being seen as disappearing. Well, they see their privilege as freedom. Yeah. And that's a that's it's the wrong association to right. You've you you have we all have privileges. You know, have we had free? We have freedoms. Mm. We never had complete freedom. Mm. That's not how it works. You work. You live in a society. So you know your freedom stops at the door of others. And this has to stop very soon. You got an extra four hundred and fifty thousand dollars just lying around? <laughs> Spare change? Well. A couple of uh, my mattress. I'm going to take all my money out of the bank. They that's right. That's right. That's right. Right. So it's all going to get taken from the government. Well, anyhow, if you've got four hundred and fifty grand lying around, or at least uh, one hundred and fifty thousand for a down payment, the sales have opened up for Virgin Galactic, and you can go on a space trip. The flights last around ninety minutes and re- reach reach a maximum speed of uh, two thousand six hundred miles an hour or four thousand one hundred eighty four kilometers. Right. It only includes uh, four passengers and takes off in a New Mexico. Passengers will also go through training and get fitted for Under Armour spacesuits. Oh, oh hang on a second! Don't you already have one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. You, you should have led with that. <laughs> you just four hundred fifty G's. You, yeah, you wouldn't even won the trip you you 450 you just pay that for the under armor gear and i gotta tell you as, as tempting as it sounds I, I can't just based on the fact that i complain about the price to get into wonderland mm-hmm. <laughs> that seems a lot a lot for a ride uh purchasing a ticket also comes with other perks like a membership to virgin galactic's community of future astronauts Nerd alert. <laughs> that offers exclusive events, trips, and space readiness activities. Right. 
Being a virgin, virgin goes along with that group, I think. Being a virgin galactic astronaut also comes with the opportunity to purchase an astronaut edition Range Rover from Land Rover. Uh, oh, an option. No. Yeah, an option. You don't just get it. And an exclusive astronaut wings ceremony. Wow. Shouldn't they, like, title that division Virgin Intergalactic now? Why is that? Well, I don't know. Just because you're going, you know, beyond, like out out of the uh, the Earth's oh. atmosphere. Oh, right yeah, perhaps. Right. I don't know. Or maybe I guess we're still in this galaxy. Yeah, because you're not going. Yeah, you're not going that far out, are you? It's only a ninety minute ride. Right. <laughs> how well, far, how far know, if they were get... going further, I would have paid for it. Well, yeah. Well, I guess at uh, twenty six hundred miles an hour, you can get pretty far in yeah. ninety minutes. With all the different groups and stuff, I think a lot of virgin will come along with this, <laughs> it seems to me. So Lucky is uh, off again tomorrow to uh, our capital, not to try to shut down any... Uh, <laughs> you're, not getting, you're not taking a meeting with, uh, with our... Demand uh, a meeting. With our chaos going on out there, but rather you're back to the NHL for Saturday night, the big game. Yeah, hockey night in Canada. Nice. So... Has a has a very nice ring to it. Some goosebumps when I hear that one. Yeah, no, it's uh, listen. You did great uh, for last Saturday and Sunday. Thank uh, you. When you did those games, and so that was a nice setup to uh, to really step into the spotlight. Is that a big pimple growing on your nose? <laughs> <laughs> Makeup covers that. <laughs> I got a lot. I got a lot. That's cover a up. Golf size wolf <laughs> growing on the side of your face there. Yeah, get someone to gnaw that off. Oh. <laughs> Between... you're, you're such a confidence builder. <laughs> last time it was last week it was fat. Yeah, you didn't move pounds. You didn't work on that. No, that's you have to take the suit out of it. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get a new one at some point. <laughs> yeah, that happens. And then, uh, yeah, now it's now it's what facial deformities. Yeah, right. Listen, you know I'm here to support you. Yeah, it's gonna try to keep you. You got to keep that ego in so check. Just let me know which profile, which which side profile to go with. <laughs> the back of your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sitting up there. I don't really want to see that either. Well, if you adjust that hands of that headset, right, mic just over that little bit of uh, yes. disappearance, yeah, retreating, I mean, a, a full cap. <laughs> So does it change much uh, doing the Saturday night game, or is it the same old, same old? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it, like, it changes the routine. I'll go tomorrow, I'll go to practice, go to morning skate, and and, uh, and, and kind of get a little closer to the team, get to know some of the infi- inside dirt, mm. perhaps. Um, I, I don't think for the, the like the whole basis of the, the, the broadcast, it changes very much. Um, other than, I, I mean, normally you're not really on camera very much at all, and I, I don't know if I will be at all, or just, right. uh, uh, which is fine by me, um, especially with all my facial deformities that you pointed at. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think people will be able to get past the wonky eye and the unibrow. Right. You'll yeah. be fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you leave my eye troubles alone. <laughs> you're going to do anything about those teeth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cap those up right now. Uh, Listen, yeah. I only say all this because you're a good-looking fella. You look good on camera. Don't you worry about oh, it. I, you look I, good. So awkward. Well, what happened last week, and I really wasn't expecting it, uh, is that they did you know the, an intro uh, to me and and kind of pointing out you know from Oshawa with generals that sort mm. of thing, and and I was pinch hitting it, and I wasn't expecting it, and so when I first saw it, I was a bit kind of. A little, little stunned, little mm. deer in headlights. Oh, you didn't know they were going to go to you? I didn't know they were. Well, I knew they were going Garrett to me. I didn't, standing there together. Yeah, I knew they were going to me, but I didn't know they were doing some sort of big build-up uh. other than 
here's Mike, you know, or right, uh, right. up to the booth with Mike and Gary. I thought that was about it. And I guess uh, they have to introduce you to the audience. Yeah, I guess that was it. And so I was a little... Uh, uh, a, a little unprepared for that. Saturday night, but you'll if be I up. looked a little awkward, like robotic, it was like, holy cow. Saturday night, you'll be upset because you don't get the fanfare. Yeah, that's There's right. no pleasing you. <laughs> and I know who, who I am. That's right. Now, more camera time. If you're going to get dirty, you're going to share it on the air? Uh, well, no. Yeah, you should. Right. Listen, you want to win that gig, I'm telling yeah. you. you got to go at it <laughs> a completely different dirt. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're all too closed door and tight-lipped in that league. you gotta, you got to get in there and say, you won't believe who's yeah. sleeping with yeah. whose wife. I'll, I'll be the one to shake things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that, that's the way in. Head of Rogers will say, hire that guy. He's <laughs> he's the go-to for sure. You know what? It will be 50% capacity, though. So oh, good. In Ottawa, is almost full yeah, capacity. It'll be more so than usual. It'll be, it'll be good, at least. There's some sort of environment in there because with 500, especially, in, you really see it mm-hmm. in that size of an arena. Like just a couple of fans sprinkled out. In fact, a lot of them were in boxes. And I don't know, maybe, you know, they're kind of appeasing the corporate sponsors that they have. Or just people decided, well, if there's nobody in the arena, I'm sitting in a box tonight. It's odd odd that you can have 50 people in 1,200 square feet, but you you can't have more than 500 in like 20,000 or whatever. That was a a complaint of uh, the NHL. Certainly. So are they flying you or are you driving? Uh, They offered, but I'll I'll drive to this. Why wouldn't you take the flight? Well, because then you got to fit everything into one little bag. And your ego won't fit got, on that well, plane. I got, I got luggage. <laughs> <laughs> I think three pairs of shoes, a couple of suits. The U-Haul behind the right. uh, behind the car to haul all the uh, wardrobe change. Yeah, well, I did I did take a second suit last time, just, right. just in case. Right. I figured if I was nervous enough to spill a coffee or something on the first one, I better have something ready to go. Want to borrow my rowing machine, get a few laps in before, <laughs> before Saturday night? Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.